The Indianapolis Colts took to the practice field to avert our eyes from the offseason drama. Did it work? Well, let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Zach Hicks, your film nerd over Horseshoe Huddle today. And joining me today is Horseshoe Huddle's boots on the ground, my compatriot on this carnival ride that is the Colts offseason, Jake Arthur. Uh, That is. It has been. very like I think carnival ride is the best way to describe it. By July 31st. Yeah. Take long. Yeah, I know, right? On today's show, guys, we are actually going to take the conversation away from the off-season uh, drama stuff that's been going off the, off the field here. We're going to talk a little bit about the practice that happened today. We're going to talk about, talk about the offense, the defense, and if you guys have any questions, you can drop them in the comments section here on YouTube, and we will get to them at the end of the show. If you guys don't have questions, then I'm pretty sure I know what we're going to talk about in that <laughs> last segment if, if you guys don't have questions. So uh, definitely uh, leave your questions in there about practice, hopefully. But if you guys want to ask about the other thing, sure, we'll answer them too at the end there. But Jake, let's talk about practice to start this off. Now, some news and notes before I just dish it over here to Jake and let him talk about what he saw. Anthony Richardson did miss today's practice. Uh, he had a procedure done on his nose. Uh, it seems like it was just something to help you know, the airflow through his nose a little bit better. So uh, luckily, it, it seems like he'll be back within the next couple of days. No no big issue there. Uh, rookie Jake Witt missed practice with a hip injury. Jelani Woods left early with a hamstring or was dealing with a hamstring. Mm-hmm. And uh, the big news of this, which is kind of what our title of our show is today, is running back Zach Moss suffered, I believe it was a broken forearm. Missed. Yeah. Broken form or broken wrist, I think is what yeah, it was, right? Yeah, he, he was holding his wrist when he came out of that play and then – uh, Steichen said it was an arm, and then Garofolo, yeah. when he reported it, said broken arm. So, yeah, okay. just about right here, forearm, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, so broken arm for Zach Moss. Uh, he's going to be out four to six weeks. That time frame basically leaves him right up until, like, like that's right to the season opener, basically. So he'll have yeah. a chance to play if recovery goes well, but we'll see. We'll see if he ends up, uh, you know, recovering by then and being able to play. Now, again, the Colts running back room is – uh in some dire straits right now. And and it certainly did not get helped by losing the de facto starter in Zach Moss for that amount of time. Uh, Another bit of news, Will Mallory, the rookie tight end out of Miami was activated off the pup list today, which leaves just two players left on the pup list. One Taekwon Lewis and two uh, Jonathan Taylor (laughs) is off limits to talk about uh, until the end of the show. But Jake getting to kind of some observations you had in today's practice, what are some things that popped out to you immediately uh, being at practice today. Yeah, just looking at the offensive side of the ball, you know, it uh, it was the first day they were in pads. It wasn't fully padded. It was uh, basically upper body. You know, they, they were in their full uh, helmets, pads, everything, not leg pads and everything. So was still very physical. Uh, I will say the defense, especially the linebackers, took advantage of that. Uh, lots, of, lots of pops on uh, unsuspecting offensive players. Um but no, it uh, obviously was heavy on the run game today. Just Gardner Minshew and Sam Ellinger uh, slinging Sammy going out there. <laughs> uh, 
pretty efficient day. I didn't chart Ellinger, um, but Minshew, I think, was six of seven. Uh, had a few dump-offs to Zach Moss and everything. Seven on sevens was a little more uh, – had a little more fireworks to it. Ellinger, to his credit, did have the play of the day, though. Um, so, McTelvin, again, had him dead to rights. It was a sack in a real game. Uh, but <laughs> Sam kept it going and just uh, not known for his arm strength, flung it about 50 yards downfield uh, to Ethan Fernia, who converted the rest of the way for about a 50-yard touchdown. So, Fernia stacking some good days. Uh, Ellinger hasn't been as bad. I tell you what, since last year, that, that guy just really likes to look downfield. Like, I don't think anyone goes downfield as much as Ellinger does. Um, but, yeah, g- good day from the running backs as well overall. Uh, Evan Hull and Jake Funk had a couple nice plays, which is important for those guys because now they are very critical to what's <laughs> what's going on on offense. So, uh, again, it was another abridged practice, about an hour and 15 minutes. They're going to start making these longer uh, Shane Steichen is kind of taking, he's being, he's deliberately ramping things up. Uh, that's why it wasn't full pads today. It's why it's still just over an hour, uh, but they'll start getting longer and more physical as, you know, as camp develops. One thing I wanted to ask you about the pass catchers, uh, as you've already seen, you know, a little over a week of practice here from these guys is at the very bottom of the wide receiver depth chart, we have this kind of mosh pit of guys where it really could go anyway. You know, you have guys like Fernia, you have guys like Vincent Smith who have played well. Mike Strawn is obviously fighting for a spot. Brashad Perryman, you know, of those guys, has any of those guys really kind of like taken that positive step forward ahead of the pack? Or is it still kind of a really tense pack for you uh, from watching practice the last week or so? So Vincent Smith has been very interesting to me because that's a guy that um, Anthony Richardson continues to target on big plays, whether it's in the red zone or it's deep downfield, like those two have a connection. So I've been wanting to keep an eye on that because you wouldn't think someone like Vincent Smith would make the roster. But if your friend, your rookie franchise quarterback has a connection with a certain guy and it's working, mm-hmm. maybe there's, you know, a, an outside chance that someone like Smith could be that final receiver on the roster. Uh, but other than that, man, I did not expect myself to be paying so much attention to Cody Case. Okay. Uh, okay. Little little guy wearing number 13, and it's not T.Y. Hilton out there. <laughs> um, but he just does something every day that catches my attention. And today I was just like, he's got something. Like, you you, you see these guys, they're, they're being asked, you know, do everything right and, you know, make themselves witnessed every day, basically at practice in order – to overcome those huge odds and, and get a roster spot. And he's doing that. Uh, he's in the rotation among kickoff and punt returners. Uh, his route running is real nifty. Like he, he put uh, Isaac Taylor Stewart in a blender yesterday. And then today uh, it was a broken play. And I think it was Sam Ellinger was looking for someone to be open. He was floating to the sideline, finds case uh, downfield case makes a really acrobatic sideline catch, gets both feet in. So he's just really doing a lot of good things. And I can't help but, you know, keep my eyes peeled to him. That's interesting because wasn't he a um, like a rookie minicamp tryout yeah. player that got signed? He, he came from the bottom, man. He had to try out for rookie minicamp. Mm-hmm. And then I think he came back and did it again during um, during like the, the voluntary one and then got mm-hmm. signed. Okay. Uh, so he's he's defied the odds so far because he's not even a traditional undrafted free agent, really. 
Yeah, yeah. Now moving over to like still keeping with with skill position players here. Moving over to tight end when Jelani Woods left the field with his hamstring injury. Um, I I did apparently see that it was wrapped up for a lot of practice, but it was unwrapped mm-hmm. by the end of practice. So hopefully yeah. that's a positive sign there. Uh, but what was the tight end rotation kind of like after that? And you know, did any guys stand out in that group today? Uh, yeah, it's usually it's usually going to be Mo and Kylan at the top when when Woods isn't out there, but it's such a consistent rotation. Like mm-hmm. between the top four, I really don't know who has the leg up. Like we, we know that Kylan Granson and Jelani Woods are probably the two safest, uh, but Drew Ogletree gets some reps with the ones like this. It, it really is wide open. Now you got Mallory who was introduced in the mix today. He made a catch during, uh, during live drills. Uh, was promptly popped by Saguna Luby. Like one of the bigger hits of the day was uh, Mallory's first catch in training <laughs> camp and, and just kind of gets smoked to the sidelines. Um, but no, I mean, Pharaoh Brown and Caden Smith are kind of guys in the background that you're just not really noticing much from. But seriously, that top four were over a weekend now, four practices, and I couldn't tell you what the what the depth chart would would look like right now. Hey, that's good news that Drew Ogletree has made himself back into that top four and he's separated himself yeah. from that he, bottom part there. He is making catches every day, which is great to see because we're just under a year removed from him having that ACL and he's already back, didn't start on pup, making plays. Like he's He doesn't have any of the big plays yet that we saw last summer, uh, but he's doing routine things. He's making catches. I mean, from what I could tell, I think he has more catches than Mo Alley Cox does so far. Kylan Granson probably has the most of all the tight ends right now. Um, but, you know, Jelani is, is out there making catches too when he's out there. Yeah. Uh, of course, he he missed basically all of practice today. But Okay. And then one more question before we move on because I know we got to move on. We're going to check on the stinkometer real quick. Was the offensive line stinky today or were they okay? Uh, the starting line wasn't bad, I'll be honest. Okay. Um, I mean, there, there were some sacks, but they were manufactured. Like Nick Cross came through and got – got a sack on on a safety blitz um so that one wasn't so bad but generally it was the second and third team offensive lines giving up the sacks as you would expect a couple linemen who might be moving up the charts a little bit uh so with jake witt out who has been the second team left tackle today was arlington hambright uh getting those reps at second team left tackle okay Uh, previously it had been freeland and then jordan murray was going into right tackle Okay. Uh, but today was Hambright at left tackle with the second unit. He had been left guard. So now that's a guy they trust to play do two different positions with the second unit. And then Emil Echior is now up at uh second team right guard. He had been second team or third team right guard throughout camp to this point, but he was with the second group today. Awesome. Awesome. Well, coming up, guys, we're going to transition over to the defense to talk about them bouncing back and stacking some positive days. But first, this show is sponsored by our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose that's two hundred dollars that you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run if you're like me and you love the washington nationals you can always bet the under for their score you can always bet that the other teams hitting the first home run and that their pitchers are not going to do enough to win (laughs) but seriously you guys can go to fanduel.com that's two hundred dollars that you can spend betting everything from the money line to over unders 
And again, just the, the first home run and everything like that, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. And every day, as you guys are tuning in a lot here on these uh, live streams that we're doing throughout training camp, we're loving it so far. But make sure you're jumping on around 4, 4.15, 4.30 every single day. Check the Locked On Colts YouTube channel because we are live streaming, talking about all about practice. In our last segment of these things, we get to answer your guys' questions. So just be in that comment section, throw all your questions at us, and I'll uh, put Jake through the ringer and make him actually answer all of them. <laughs> all right, Jake, so we're going to the defense side of the ball. You know, obviously the the – the news and notes here is the cornerbacks and the, just the defensive backs are still dealing with some injuries. Julian Blackman, Juju Brents, Darius Rush, I believe they all missed practice today. Uh, and then Samson Abukum is still missing time too with mm-hmm. his injury that popped up the other day. But in spite of all that, you know, if, you know, Miss Lincoln, how was the play outside of that? <laughs> you know, what, yeah. uh, what did you notice here with the Colts defense? Uh, no, so they got a lot of pressure today uh, through the, the top three units. Uh, again, the starting offensive line was pretty good at, at holding that off generally, uh, but I counted a couple of group sacks, which is basically there were so many people there. You can't attribute it to just one guy. Uh, Al-Kadeen Muhammad stacked days with another sack. Uh, McTelvin again had that one I talked about. So the, they were able to generate some pressure. Um, one guy I've been impressed with, uh, Daryl Baker Jr. Uh, so he was talked about pretty highly. We, we discussed this the other day after we talked to assistant coaches. Um but you've seen this a million times, I'm sure. So there, when you're playing cornerback, some guys are just, I'm not going to say timid, but they're not aggressive. Like mm-hmm. they'll be in the area, but allow a reception, but their goal is to just get the receiver down right away. Yeah. But then you've got these aggressive corners who will make plays on the ball and who will get into combat at the catch point, basically. And Daryl Baker Jr., who, you know, let's go back to – March would have been cornerback seven or eight, whatever, you know, he's in there with the starters right now. Cause Brent's is out. Um, so this guy's responded really well. He had two plays against Michael Pittman jr. Today uh, where the, the ball got there and then Baker met Pittman at the same time and just dislodged him from the ball. Uh, so he's willing to go out there and, you know, ruffle the feathers of the number one wide receiver on the team, who is also a physical contested catch receiver. And so I'm really impressed by that. Like, I like what I'm seeing from Daryl Baker. And again, we're just over a week into camp now. Brents has not been out there. Rush has been hurt. You know, he, he's been out there for a couple practices, but he's missed these two now. And so a guy like Daryl Baker Jr. in a cornerback group that is so wide open right now, he's doing everything possible to, to earn a spot. So I've been really impressed by him. Interesting. It, feel, it feels a lot like Kenny Moore back in 2018 or 2017, I guess, when yeah. they claimed him, where it's like, I have no clue who this guy is going mm-hmm. into it, but he's just stacking good days in practice and he's earning yeah. a spot on the field. Now, we'd all be head over heels when it, if he were anything like Kenny Moore was that season, right. those, those couple seasons early on and, and throughout his career. But, you know, again, like you said, in a cornerback room where, like, I don't want to say there's no talent, but like there's so much unproven talent go prove yourself in training camp, go prove yeah. yourself. And that's what Daryl Baker jr. Is doing. Uh, we have to jump over to our daily Shaquille Leonard update. I did see that he missed some, some of the 11 on 11 stay, right, Jake? Yeah. So this is by design, you know, he's been out there so far 
um, in 11 on 11s these first three practices because they haven't been padded. So there's some physicality, but not a lot. Now today with the physicality ramped up quite a bit with pads, he was not out there yet. Uh, he was back in his spot during seven on sevens, uh, but I don't think they want to introduce him to just the full violence of things quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still think that was encouraging though. Cause I mean, I think he's probably only a step away from that. Um, interestingly enough, when they went into that base defense in 11 on 11s without Shaq there, it was of course speed and Franklin. Uh, but Grant Stewart was the guy to come in at Sam. You would think, you know, I, I've thought that Jojo Doman was probably the next linebacker up regardless of, of spot, um, you know, auto Sam, whatever, but it was Stewart today. Uh, but they they do kind of continue. They're doing a lot of rotation uh, in the back seven, especially. So I don't really have a I don't really have a glimpse of what the linebacker depth chart is either right now behind the starters, just because it's rotating so much. Uh, but I have been under the impression that Doman has been the next guy up, which would make a lot of sense considering last year. But yeah, um, no, that, I thought that was a pretty interesting little nugget because I don't think I'd seen that quite yet. Okay. Okay. And then talking more about this defense here, what were some other standouts or some other notable things that you noticed uh, in today's practice? Yeah. So if you look at, let's say Nick Cross, I I mentioned him earlier, got home on that, that safety blitz. Uh, I asked Shane Steichen about him after practice because we've of course asked Gus Bradley about him and Ron Milas. But what's a guy like Shane Steichen's more down the middle. He's more going to be more impartial about that. He's the new head coach on the offensive side of the ball generally. So he doesn't have as much to say about cross. Um, but he said, you know, they've been really impressed with the opportunity he's had with Julian Blackman being out. Um, he's w- the biggest thing that Steichen said was he's in the right spots all the time now. Uh, mm-hmm. So Nick cross knows where to go. Uh, I, I would think that means he's anticipating things better with what the offense is going to do, which kind of lends itself to film study and just experience getting those reps uh, so Nick Cross, the, the arrow continues to go up for him. He's another guy who you you hate to see guys getting opportunities because of injury, but this this was really necessary for Nick Cross. Yeah, I mean, again, still 21 years old. I want to say he's in the bottom five in terms of age on the yeah. roster. Like, I think the only players younger are Anthony Richardson and maybe Jalen Jones, who I saw Jalen Jones had. Did he have a play today as well? Or was that, am I thinking about yesterday's practice or two days ago practice? Uh, yeah, he had one on Saturday. He he broke up a, pa- a deep pass from Richardson to uh, to Vincent Smith. Mm-hmm. Today, he was right there. He had really good coverage on a play against Ashton Doolin. Uh, Doolin made a really nice, tough catch along the sideline with, uh, with Jones all over him. Uh, so it's one of those plays where I, the cornerback gave up the catch, but you can't really fault him for it. It was pretty good coverage. Uh, but no, he's he's been doing well. They're, they're giving him a lot of reps against meaningful receivers. Yeah. That's that's one thing you can always look at at corners is regardless of whether they're with the second or third unit, like what receivers are they facing up against? We all know Ashton Doolin is safe. And so for a cornerback to go up against that, you know you're getting good competition. And, you know, shoot, Jones has been the most consistent in terms of availability of these three rookie corners because yeah. rush unfortunately had the hamstring in the spring and has a shoulder now and Brent's has not hit the field whatsoever yet. So yeah, Jones of the three is, is the one we've definitely seen the most of. And um, overall I've, I've liked what I've seen. I haven't noticed a lot of times where I'm like, Ooh, he got cooked, which yeah. can, 
that can be magnified in training camp because there's like one-on-one drills and everything. But so far, he, he's been pretty good. Yeah, Jalen Jones, one of the fascinating cases where one of the youngest overall players on the entire roster, but with some of the most experience at the college level yeah. when it comes, like of all yeah. the rookies that they drafted, Juju Brents, Darius Rush, and Jalen Jones, I believe Jones had the most snaps under his belt, despite being uh, two and a half years younger than the other right. two guys. Uh, but just real quick, you know, when we're talking about this cornerback depth chart and the guys that are pushing for roster spots, would you say Daryl Baker Jr. and Jalen Jones are the two guys that have helped themselves the most so far in training camp? Uh, I mean, Dallas Flowers kind of verified what the, the opportunity the team has been giving him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you could probably say that in terms of corner because Baker is thrust into a much larger role than you would have anticipated. And then Jones is just, you know, a late round corner, third of three, and he's done relatively well. Um, so I, I would say so. That's that's probably it's probably safe to say because no one else has really stood out other than, you know, Kenny Moore, of course. Yeah. Or Tony Brown, I guess, just getting yeah. a lot of opportunity. Tony, yeah. yeah, Tony Brown has done fine. I like. I think he's stayed even keel. Like, yeah, he's doing what we would expect from him. Yep, yep. Coming up, guys, we're going to go to the comment section, talk about some of the questions you have, and if that doesn't fill up this whole last section, then we'll uh, we'll give a couple more thoughts on a certain situation going on with the Colts. All right, guys, so looking at some of your comments, I see a couple that I really wanted to highlight here. Uh, Obviously, my guy Drake Wally just knows exactly what I wanted to ask, so I appreciate him jumping on. But, you know, with all this running back injuries and everything going on in that position, Jake, you know, Xavier Scott is this fascinating player where he played a lot of wide receiver in college. He played a little bit of running back, too. I know you talked to him the other day, so this Mm -hmm. is something you can really speak on. But how's he really done out there? I'm assuming he's only really been out there with, like, the third and fourth teams, though. Uh, throughout camp right yeah he I think he's probably seen the fewest reps in live drills of the running backs just because he's the least experienced um but today I I actually kind of made a note of something he did obviously a receiver mainly coming into the league uh but the guy I mean he's put it running back you want someone to have a little bit of physicality to him he'll lower his shoulder and, uh, and absorb some punishment and dish it out too uh he had a, a run up the gut today where you know they'll the defense they have pads on now they want to crush the the offensive players so these guys are going hard at him and and he responded well just lowered his shoulder and bowled through guys and you know kind of broke some arm tackle so i I like what i'm seeing out of him i want to see him used more in the passing game though right i mean obviously he's that hybrid type of player you can do a lot with him out of the backfield as a pass catcher they haven't gotten to that yet and again he sees the fewest reps right now uh, so it may be the preseason that we have to wait for it, but he's definitely intriguing. I mean, fast athletic can do everything, uh, really willing to do everything as well, special teams included. So he's he's yeah. going to be a good one to watch once the games start. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We got Mike here asking us about the running back position again, but a little bit different here. Do we think the Colts go to the free agent route to just bring in another body for training camp? I Personally, I think they might bring in just another body at running back, but I don't think, you know, if people are looking at these free agent lists and going like, oh yeah, Leonard Fournette's out there. Oh yeah, this guy's out there. I really don't think that's the route they're going to go. Like you might see like a college running back name that you recognize that they grab, but I don't, I mean, you you can answer as well, Jake, but I don't think they're going to go for like a bigger name running back at this point. I think that they're fine with this group. They think Zach Moss will be back pretty early in the season. So I, I think they could go free and see, but I don't think it's like if you go to Spotrack and see all those names, I don't think it's going to be any of those names there. 
I agree. I'd, I'd be shocked if we didn't hear about them working out some running backs or even signing someone soon, but it will be, it would be more of like for a veteran minimum type of thing. Like I joke today, but like jokingly serious, like what's Jordan Wilkins doing? It could be something <laughs> like that. You yeah. know, they, they had Darrington Evans for a cup of coffee earlier this off season. Like I think he signed somewhere, but it would be something like that, you know, like, yeah, probably a guy who's got a year or two of experience, but isn't going to move the needle necessarily. You might recognize the name. Um, but yeah, I, they might want one or two more bodies right now. You know, they have to replace Zach Moss. They obviously might want to have something on deck for Jonathan Taylor as well. Yeah. Uh, so I think it makes sense to get one, maybe even two cheap vets, like just at a veteran minimum deal. They, they don't, I mean, Deion Jackson has NFL experience. They really like Evan Hall, and he looks like he could handle some workload. Jake Funk even got activated a little bit last year. So they don't need anyone to eat into, like, the primary snaps. They just kind of need insurance for the guys yeah. they already have. Just, just guys to take run, just to take preseason snaps, basically, uh, yeah. when it comes to late in the games. You know, they might need another quarterback for that, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need their Jack Cohen-type guy there, but – we got our guy Randall Smith here lamenting that he went to practice and there was no Anthony Richardson. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually saw a lot of people kind of with the same, so same I can, thoughts there today. I can explain why that might be a little misleading. So Anthony is the type of guy that you have to put him in a straight jacket to take him away from what he wants to be doing, right? So yep. he was out there. He wasn't in pads or anything, but you know he had his jersey on. He was out there with the other quarterbacks. He even was like, doing a little bit of throwing around during positional stuff, but he wasn't practicing in an official capacity. So it might've led some people on to thinking he was going to practice today, but for like over an hour leading up to practice, we were all reporting that he wasn't going to practice today. So like, yeah. I understand how that might be misleading, but like the team did announce he wasn't practicing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's what Rand. I think Randall was just upset that of course the one day he was able to get out oh, there. I heard, like, a, I, yeah. heard a, I heard a lot of that today. I actually, when I was walking out to the field, I ran into Joey Molinaro and his little family going out to the field and we we're just catching up a little bit. He goes, yeah, of course the one day I'm going to be out here. AR is not practicing. So yeah. I, I think a lot of people felt that way because the theme was also kids day today. Yeah. So kids day, which was postponed last week because it rained and they had to move inside. So kids day, come on. The curse day. Bummer. Bummer. Kids day is a curse day. Uh, We got Brock asking about how bad Jelani's hammy is. I'm pretty sure that Steichen just said it's, you know, it's a little hammy. (laughs) So we're, we're gonna, we're gonna have to get into our Steichen glossary yeah. uh, because everything is a little something. If he just doesn't call just a little if, hammy, you're telling yeah. me this six foot seven tight end has a little hammy. Come on, Steichen. I, no, it's a big yeah. hammy. Things it's a pretty big. But now if he doesn't refer to something as a little, whatever it is, it's, pro- it's probably serious. <laughs> Cause I don't think he said Zach Moss has a little arm is like, yeah, yeah, he banged up his arm and sure enough, broken yeah. arm, four little to six. bits in his arm is what yeah. he has. <laughs> but no, I don't know the severity yet. My only concern with it is that he was also out for a lot of the spring. So I can't talk to its current severity one way or the other, but like, I don't love that he had a hamstring injury during OTAs and like mini camp and stuff. And now he has another one. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You know how hamstrings can very much linger. And I don't really think there's anything you can really do like, 
I guess there are some surgeries that can help it, but like for the most part, you know, that's those more like just those have to know. heal. You have to just rest them. Those are frustrating. That's why everyone hates hamstring injuries because it's just a long waiting game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wombat here asks, uh, who do you think the top four running backs are? I think this is easy because I think there's only four healthy ones on the roster right now. I yes. think it's just four. So um, I'll go in, in order though. Yeah. So I think Deion Jackson is, remains the incumbent. Like I think that's yeah. who they'd be most comfortable with, with Hall Funk and uh, Xavier Scott. Yeah. I think that's the only four. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's easy. Well, in, in that order four. though, that's yeah. how the depth chart probably is. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, we get the Jonathan Taylor question here. We got Ozai75 asking, Jake, did you see JT moving around at all today? Did he seem stiff? You know, there was a video of him walking around looking pretty stiff. And I actually asked you about that before we start recording here too, Jake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I I don't want to speculate about things I can't say, like, yeah, without a doubt. But I've he's been out there every day at practice, and this was the first time I've seen him limp. And it's – I just – Right now with this, this is the weirdest, one of the weirdest things I've had to cover because it changes every 12 hours. I I think a lot of things are being done deliberately right now, and I don't know what to believe. Yeah. So, yeah. All I'm going to say is it's the first time I've noticed him um, limp. And he, if he had this, if he did in fact have the same procedure EJ Speed did back in early, the early portion of the year, Speed's been out there for a while. Yeah. One thing I'll say about this, you know, we didn't really talk about Jonathan Taylor too much on this episode. I mean, it's kind of like being like a blogger covering like a Philip Rivers childbirth or something like that. Like, it, like yeah, there's new news, but it's not like I'm just writing the same thing over and over at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, so there is new news. You know, there's the the whole thing with the NFI list that came out and uh, Jonathan Taylor's tweet. But like, guys, honestly, I'm at the point with this show and I think Jake can agree with me here uh unless it's something really major i'm tired of talking about it <laughs> I, I like i know you guys like seeing it and, and again like with the trade request one we had to put that episode out right afterwards because it made the most sense but like i think for the most part this show is not really going to talk about it in detail much more going forward it's just unless there's legitimate developments like there have seemed to be about every couple days yeah. like, the big like if he gets that. placed on the nfi list we'll do something on it but like outside of that guys like i we're tired. I know you guys are tired of this as well. Um, so it's just, it's just not something we really want to talk about too much. So I don't want to make it seem like we were ignoring a big news piece with that, but training camps going on, even though Anthony Richardson wasn't out there, Anthony Richardson is doing a lot this off season. We want to talk about Anthony Richardson. We want to talk about the players that are actually out there playing. Uh, so you guys can let us know in the comments though. If you want us to shift to a whole Jonathan Taylor podcast, you know, if you guys get enough comments on there, we'll do that. But for the most part, we're going to focus on training camp stuff because that is the active thing that is happening right now. So again, every day is every single day between four, four 30, we're going to go live stream, talk all about Colts practice, or if there isn't a practice, we'll talk about, um, you know, some other news and notes going around the team. And you guys just come here on YouTube, hang out with us, join the comments. We had a lot of fun today with a lot of the comments there. Um, if you guys don't already follow us on Twitter or X at Locked On Colts at Jake Arthur NFL and at Zach Hicks too. Also subscribe to Locked On Colts podcast on YouTube or we have a list to do podcasts. We'd love your guys' ratings and reviews, and we'll see you guys tomorrow afternoon, right and early, early in the afternoon, whatever afternoon, four thirty. Let's get it. <laughs>